Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's Tuesday. It's the mailbag. It's your emails and tweets and that. Um, and if we run out of decent ones, we'll just probably get the Usborne Book of Ghosts and choose a random page we'll and run that instead. We'll probably do that. I, um, we'll get I, through it. I came up with a good phrase. It's probably more of an off-air conversation, but my <laughs> wife's at home this morning. I'm just getting ready. And I said, what time is it? And you and I had agreed to um, record at 9.45. <laughs> and she went, it's 20 to 10. And I went, and I muttered to myself, good, pod minus five. <laughs> And she went, what? And I went, oh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Pod oh, minus five. Yes. Oh, we've got a new, um, a new sign-off as well for the end of the episode, haven't we? Which we're going to say. Oh, yeah, that happened, happened by mistake. And uh, sometimes, you just, sometimes you just stumble across like, <laughs> what, like genius ideas just due to a typing error and that's what's happened today one other thing before we get into the mailbag that i've been meaning to say that may may or may not be of interest and i'm not quite sure what the angle is here but as regular listeners will know you and i have um been immersed in the elton john book me yeah in recent weeks and me (laughs) me we're going to call it me david david paddis just call it me what about elton that's your name shut up it's called may 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 right and uh anyway it's a great book it's one it's one of the greatest books ever written right it is i I finally finished it yesterday it is it really is genuinely the one the best books ever written even towards the end when he talks about pissing himself stay (laughs) yeah it's just it's just elton john is Elton John is right up there amongst the greatest authors of all time, right? <laughs> with Dickens, Shakespeare. He's up there with Dickens the lot, right? But um, what's funny is, after being on that roller coaster ride, and it's a big book as well, isn't it? A yeah. roller coaster ride, and do you know what I had lined up as my next book? Because what I tend what? to do is I finish one book on my, and I have it on my iPad, and I just go yeah. immediately into the next because if not, what am I going to do? Sit there thinking thoughts? No, thank no, you. No, that's the last thing you need. Um, and it's really funny because I finished Elton John's autobiography and segued immediately into Clive Allen's autobiography. Okay. And is <laughs> it just, similar? No, no. It's a. It's one of the strangest gear changes I've ever had to perform mentally in my life. Yeah. Clive Allen's autobiography is... I mean, think about footballer books. I... I've got loads of them, and occasionally stumble across a classic of the genre, like mm. Keegan or like Roy Keane, and then we'll deep dive them. But there's plenty I read that I don't suggest for deep dives because 
they're kind of like white noise. It's like the way some people watch soap operas, don't they? And yeah. there are even some reasonably intelligent people who watch soap operas. And the reason they do it is because it's sort of like white noise. It's a form of meditation. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's like they're not yeah. really engaging their brain. And it's and that's fine. And that's what I do. I've, I've usually got a decent novel on the go as well. But sometimes I'll just have, like, the most bog-standard footballer autobiography on the go that just requires mm. no thought. Sometimes you get tricked because you can read Keegan thinking this will be bog standard. Next thing you know, you've had to engage parts of your brain you didn't know existed before, <laughs> right? Like with Keegan or Keane, um, because they're before very. You know it, before you know it, you're spending the next forty-four weeks of your life talking about it. Yeah, they're, <laughs> you, you know, you have to undertake deep investigations into the human condition, into philosophical propositions that have confounded human civilization for centuries um into the the very biggest questions but then you can read clive allen's and it's just like yes so then we went to villa it was a wednesday night i came close in the opening exchanges after i was set up by john shadozi but unfortunately i didn't quite make proper connection and the ball squirmed just wide the game ended nil nil and so it was on to Stoke at the weekend, right? That's basically the book. And I thought, I don't think if you go to the British Library, which famously houses every single book ever published in the English language, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find two more polar opposites, polar opposite works of literature than Elton John, and Elton John's book and Clive Allen's book. This is very, very weird. Shall I tell you what I've started reading since since I finished the Elton book yesterday? Paul Allen's book. No, I'm reading a book about the tenure at Sunderland of mm. manager Alan Durban between 1981 and 1984. <laughs> which again, that's what you started reading has, after Elton John. That's what I, that's what I, ne- I decided I needed something yeah. to, as a sort of a, a come down. Yeah, you need a come down. It's, it's like Valium. You've been on high-grade cocaine, and now you need yeah. some Valium or a big spliff. <laughs> You've gone early 80s football with, with a, yeah. a dash of tedium, and I've gone yeah. early 80s football with a dash of tedium. With a dash Alan of tedium. Durban, famously was the manager uh, who once said to a journalist who said that his, his team weren't providing entertaining football, he said, uh, if you want entertainment, go and watch a bunch of clowns at the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Fair so, enough, yeah, too. That's what I'm Fair enough, too. He's right. No one goes to football for entertainment, do they? No, exactly. Um, we uh, One of the reasons I... I mean, Clive Allen, of course, was probably most famous as a Tottenham player, although he played for most of the London clubs. I would say Tottenham followed by QPR. So the mm. clubs of my, two of my older brothers. And people forget that he had a spell at West Ham um, in the early 90s. And I I was there for his debut because uh, he, he signed from Chelsea mm. in the days when there wasn't really a transfer window. And the day after signing for West Ham from Chelsea, West Ham played Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. And right. I was I was there in the away end, and it was a lively a lively day all round, memorable for lots of reasons. Uh, but Clive Allen inevitably scored anyway. Just um, the the re- he scored one of my most memorable ever goals, which was the goal that got us promoted in about '93. It must have been against Cambridge United, and the reason that he was on my mind and I picked up the book was because I've been waiting 
and waiting for my brother, Theo Delaney, to invite me onto his podcast, Life Goals, <laughs> which I can recommend. I've been listening to it every week. It's a great podcast. This week's episode is with Nick I, Hancock, right? I, I was, I was the first episode he recorded. I don't you know why you haven't been, a long, why you haven't long actually been invited on yet. And let me tell you something, right? He's had, let me think of some people. He's had Paul Hawksby off of TalkSport. <clears> He's had Kevin Day, famous Palace fan. Nick Hancock this week. Various other people. The best, most listened to podcast so far has been the Andy Dawson episode. <sighs> Yeah, there you go. I see that as a challenge. I think. Okay. I think okay. that I can beat your numbers, right? Because I think I add something extra to it, which is a, a frisson of yeah. uh, what would you call it? Interfraternal psychodrama. Oh, right. Yeah, of course there will be, won't there? People, yeah. will, people want to listen to that, don't they? Like Dallin Rodney. Kind of like that, yeah. Mm. Or Gary and Phil. Yeah, okay, I'll no. leave the listeners to make their minds up as to who is who. Although I must say, Theo has always tried to compare me to Rodney Trotter, which is quite hurtful. So you can see already <laughs> there are elements of psychodrama. I've yeah. been thinking through the goals, thinking, Theo, when are you going to get me on? Because I promise you, it's my own personal Sam Delaney's guarantee, right? That yeah. I will deliver your best ever knockout listening figures, dwarfing even those of Andy Dawson's, right? My episode will be the best one and will have the highest numbers. Correct. When it can I be, come on? It will be the best. It will be the funniest. People will like it the most. The most people will listen to it. And our mother <laughs> will uh, give me a rosette. She and will say decide that, I'm the best one. And say, Finally. I am the best of all of the sons. know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, that's what I admit, that's why I had Clive Good. Allen on my mind because for those who don't know about that podcast, it's like Desert Island Disc, but about goals. You come on and you talk yeah. about the eight most memorable goals of your life and and tell tell us a bit about what your life was doing at those times yeah. when the life goals went in. And good. so. Have a listen. So it's dead good, have a listen, but it'll be even dead gooder once he fucking mm. gets around to having me on to talk about Clive Allen. And yeah. I might also work an Elton John reference in there as well. I'm not sure how. Maybe I'll choose a Watford goal. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. Um, you finished? <laughs> you got that off your chest? Yeah. That wasn't the reason I brought up Clive Allen. It just, I saw an opportunity. That's the thing, mate. Like a great goal scorer, when I'm broadcasting, I see uh, an opportunity and I take yeah. it. I don't okay. hesitate. No. <laughs> right. Okay. Hey, here's an email, which I thought yeah. we should read out. I, I was going to read this out last week and I didn't get around to it. I forgot and I apologise. It's from... Ben Dewey, and he says, um, uh, evening, Sam and Andy. One of the IFS had a nasty accident on Saturday, and his friends oh, yeah. and family are very fortunate he's still alive. It's early days, but it doesn't appear at the moment there's any significant long-term damage. The NHS performed miracles again and got him to the new reward at John Radcliffe Hospital, Oxford, inside what's called the Golden Hour. Um, mm. That's not Simon Bates playing records from a given year. Oh, uh, I hope we get there in time for the golden hour. But will Simon Bates stop playing his best numbers? That, that'll help his recuperation. Sit him down, listen to some hits from 1974. Uh, but no, that's not what the golden hour is. It's about getting him treated as quickly as possible. They removed a bl- huge blood clot on his brain and he's walking and talking, which is amazing. Uh, Ben's a huge fan of the podcast, etc., etc. Uh, no, Ben is, well, Ben is, I assume, but it's uh, Wilfie is the fella who suffered the injury. And um, hello and get well soon, Wilfie. 
Yeah, we saw a picture of his uh, makeshift rig in the hospital, which was very impressive. And um, so I assuming you're still in there. But, mate, what is the punchline to this email? Because you know how I hate emails that ramble on without any point. What, what's the point of the email? Is there a uh, funny joke or this and that uh, at the end of it? it? He just says, fully understand if you don't want to open this kind of worms. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I mean, if any he's done it deliberately... Man, no? If he's done it deliberately to get Sorry. attention, then... P- poor email. Poor email, yeah, I give it two. it's quite two. functional. It, yeah, and also it's sad because... It makes me think about someone ha- like nearly dying, and yeah. that's, that that can bring my mood right down. So, yeah, please don't get in touch with stories like that again. No, I mean, it's the last one. I mean, we've mm. read it out. We've read which it out. You've asked us to do. It's made get everyone well soon, listening. Wolfie. It's yeah. made everyone listening sad. sad. It's ruined that's, this episode. I don't think that's what they tune into Top Flight Time Machine for. They tune no. in for all the funnies. Yeah, so uh, there we are. It, it, it's a contractual obligation, if you like. Uh, he's IFS, I think, so he's given no. us money. Says he is. So, yeah, he says he is. I'll, I'll check we're, it We're doing the, um, this uh, IFS merch, right, that I've got in the pipeline. And right. and I'm trying to work out if we can sell page, merch exclusively through Patreon as opposed to our website. And right. Andy Dawson... I'm talking to a listener now. I said, don't mm. worry about that. Just sell it through the normal merch store. And I said, yeah, but what if these cunts who aren't actually IFS go and buy IFS merch? So you're fucking walking around with an IFS T-shirt on and an IFS cap and you're getting all the fucking credibility and social currency that will lend you Cutest. down the pub, down the pub mm. with people tapping their nose at you and you tapping it back and probably... You'll probably get business opportunities, won't you? Like in the Masons. Do you know what I mean? Probably, yeah. Yeah, of course. Business opportunities. You could get done for speeding, but the old Bill sees you're wearing an IFS cap and lets you off just this once, right? Yeah, All these things. And yet they are not subscribing to the IFS. Question is, can we trust the cunters? Is there not a way where when the order comes in, we can cross-reference their name against the IFS list and then cancel the order if they're not IFS? God, logistics. Yeah, it is a bit, isn't it? That's a logistical but, nightmare. But, but you would get a lot of satisfaction from pressing that cancel button. <laughs> from exposing you know I mean? them. Fuck you. Yeah, we'll do that as well. Let's flush out the fucking cheats. Okay, now you've made it sound appealing <laughs> because we could do whole half-hour episodes just persecuting someone who's trying Naming to cheat shaming. us. Yeah. It's like, you know what it would be like? It would be like those fucking people who turn up to the anniversary of the D-Day landings, right? Mm. And they, and this is quite common, and they turn up and they're in full medals and uniform. Yeah. And they bought it, they bought it all off fucking eBay and they turn up pretending to be veterans at Normandy or wherever, right? Yeah. Really common problem. Not really a problem. I don't give a fuck if they do it or not. I don't care. (laughs) Pretend to be a fucking war veteran. Don't. Makes no odds to me. Who right? gets hurt? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who gets hurt? Our boys get hurt. You know, there was... You know, talking of our boys, at West Ham on Saturday, they did a minute silence for the, you know, for the poppy yeah. thing. Poppy, poppy appeal. Lads. Yeah. Poppy lads. And a load of soldiers walked out onto the pitch. But, of course, they weren't... Len asked... They first World War soldiers. I went. What the fuck are you talking about, mate? Then look at them. Everyone from the everyone from the First World War is dead. 
<laughs> Everyone who fought in the First World War is dead and have been dead for fucking ages. These lads are fucking younger than me. Get your head straight. I thought you were good at maths. Anyway. <laughs> nice. <laughs> right. He's like, anyway, they came on. They stood in a After circle. After crying. <laughs> yeah. Everyone fucking stood and, you know, did the silence, all that. Fine. Whatever. Then the fuckers came up into our bit of the ground where we were sitting. Right. And they they had like 20 seats reserved for them. And they're all like yeah. current operational soldiers, right? In yeah. their fatigues and their beret. beret. And uh, you know what? When they came up and walked into our bit, uh, fucking quite a lot of people got up and started applauding again. But the game had started. Yeah. And I'm a bit like... I'm not undermining our brave boys, right, and oh, all the rest of it. You wouldn't do that, would you? Of course not. I wouldn't do it, because who knows when I might bump into a set of them, right? <laughs> but for fuck's sake, this kind of honouring them stuff, there's a time and a place, right? And I'm there to cheer on West Ham. And yeah. they all come out, and all these, I hesitate to say dickheads, but dickheads, I'm not talking about the soldiers, but the fans around me, they all stand up, yeah, good one. Good one. Yeah. Right, no, everyone stand up. I'm, I'm not. Then said, do we stand up again? I said, no, watch the game. It doesn't matter. And then there, I, well, you know, I said, you stand up if you want, mate, but I'm watching the game. And uh, you get dirty looks off of some of the lads, some yeah, of the yeah. gammons. Stand up. Yeah. Stand yeah. up. They're it's protecting our freedom. Stand yeah. up. You wouldn't be sat there now. You'd be working under, you'd be under the regime of Osama Bin Laden if it weren't for them. <laughs> like, fuck off. That kid's 16. He wasn't even born when fucking Bin Laden got chucked off that helicopter into the sea. Chuck him in the fucking sea. <laughs> Job done. Uh, yeah, chuck him in the sea and like... let's get home. Jalapeño. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jalapeño. There is this this massive fetishization of yes. Remembrance Day and the soldiers. Yeah. And it's fucking ridiculous. I saw someone describe it on, on Facebook the other day as War Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> People love it, but I tell you what, it's because this country, you know, and society at large and, and really Western civilization, that there's a lot of people wandering around thinking, what's the point? What's the meaning? All we've got now is shopping mouse. There's no religion. Just like John Lennon had once prophesied. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It was so there, right, wasn't he? There's not much religion. There's there's Imagine not, not much religion. Yeah. Imagine there ain't in been a war. In, imagine, imagine there ain't been a war in a while. 
<laughs> Imagine everyone from First World War is dead. <laughs> because, of course, Andy, when he wrote that song in the 70s, there were still quite a lot of First World War veterans alive. Yeah. And John Lennon was struggling to even envisage a time when they'd all be dead. Well, John, you're lucky that you're lovely and dead yourself. So you haven't had to live into these times, which are, uh, you know, we live in a time where we're struggling for meaning or a point. And so yeah. some people think, oh, war, that was good, wasn't it? Because we yeah. all had to come together. And that's why some people love saying, like people who are, who are pro-Brexit, which fine if you're pro-Brexit, I'm not going to turn that into a thing, right? Everyone's got their own point of view. But some people, when you go, oh, you know, it's all going to be really super fucked once we leave the EU. Yeah. And some people say, no, it's not. That's Project Fear, whatever, fine. But then there are other people who go, yeah, yeah. it's going to be fucked. Good. That's what we need. Yeah. Fucking good. We got through the war, <laughs> didn't we? And you go, yeah, but we didn't have much choice in that. The Nazis were trying to kill us all. They were bombing us every night. We didn't vote for it. We didn't vote for the Nazis to... We didn't vote for the Nazis to invade Poland. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> bit anyway. of war, though, it's good. Bit of rationing. That'll yeah. sort us all out, won't it? But I can sort of understand the, the point of view in a way. I mean, I don't share it, but I can see it because people are like, well, what the fuck are we here for? At a weekend, at a weekend, you used to go to church or mm. do something, you know, or, or perhaps hide in a bomb shelter if there was a mm. war on. Whereas now, people get up and think, oh, I'm uh, go to the football, I'll... My team are away. I might go to Westfields, hang about, buy some shit in JD Sports or something, go and have a Frappuccino in Starbucks. And then you think, yeah. what's it all about? And then they think, ah, war, get a poppy. Yeah. Remember when we had to fight but Kaiser, dead soldiers. Kaiser yeah. Wilhelm, all yeah. those dead cunts <laughs> who had to kill, fight all them Germans. Ah. Basically, we've not had a world war for what? 70 years now, or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. 70, 80 years, and everyone's a bit bored. And that's what Correct. it comes down that's to. The, you're right, you summed yeah. it up, mate. That's it. People are bored, you know, and they want ge- a war. Generally, I mean, you know, there is a there's, there's a, a percentage of society at the bottom who are in extreme poverty, and there's a lot of people in a lot of shit at the minute, but above a certain level, everyone's doing yeah. all right. And and generally and, speaking, like, the, the poverty's down, infant mortality's down, like like life expectancies up. That's you know again we're not like dismissing a lot of people who are struggling, but the human population as a whole across the world mm. is in a better state now than it's ever been. Yeah, and people are a bit you know what do we but do now? Never have they been never have they been more bored because people you know you got to remember mate, FIFA gets released once a year round about yeah. September. Yeah. A lot of people now, they feel like they've complete... If they get it when it comes out, play it heavily over the Christmas and New Year period. By Easter, they feel like they've more or less completed it. And, yeah. and then they're like, well, now I'm bored. What do I do? Buy Pro Evolution Soccer? That's not as good, is it? As, it, as so, if. I didn't even know that was still going. Yeah. The purists reckon it's the better one, but I've not played it recently, so I don't know. Yeah, the problem is, I don't care about the gameplay. I want the real players' names. I don't well, want to be Ivy League Rovers or whatever they're called. Apparently, this is what I've heard from my son, uh, Juventus aren't going to be in the next FIFA and they're going to be replaced by a team called the Zebras. <laughs> I 
I don't know how true that is. It might have gone off YouTube. Don't know. But there you go. That is so a FIFA if 21. It's a, if, if it's a la if it's a bullshit, I doff my cap to your son because it's a brilliant <laughs> one. Ah no. They're not having UV next year. They're having a team called Zebras. Call of the Zebras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling it now. I need to know. Yeah, and you Croatia aren't in it either. They, they couldn't afford the licence for Croatia, so they're calling them checkerboard chumps. Checkerboard Charlies, they're called. Oh, so they're not in FIFA 20, apparently. Well, fuck them. That's out of I order. That's like, when Man U- that's like when Man United wouldn't take part in the uh, <laughs> FA Cup the that FA time. Cup. Yeah. Like Liverpool are saying they won't be in the Carabao Cup. Yeah, we'll see. Um, Chris Stockhill's email saying, Morning, guys. I just woke up from a pleasant dream. Dream oh, chat. Dream email. Dr- dream <laughs> chat is banned, but you'll see why I've let this one through. Oh, right, okay. Where I was at my folks' house taking a day off school as a happy go lucky teenager. So it, I love dreams where you travel back in time. Do you? Yeah. Did I tell I've you about my dream? I had a dream where um, I saw my gran again oh, yeah. a couple weeks ago and I gave her was a she massive in her hug. I gave oh. her a massive hug. It was lovely. Did That's you it. tell her that she was dead? Yeah, I whispered in her ear as I hugged her. <laughs> You're dead. <laughs> You're dead, gran. <laughs> oh, no. And she whispered back. She whispered back. I'm dead. I know. And then she wasn't in your arms anymore. She turned to dust then, like in oof, Avengers Endgame. Puff of smoke. Puff of smoke, yeah. Um, Beautiful. Just that from a pleasant dream. I was at my folks' house taking a day of school as so I'd be like a teenager. In my dream, I'd just headed into the bathroom in my dressing gown when I heard a few sounds coming from the kitchen. I leaned over the banister and shouted in my adolescent Yorkshire accent, Who's in? Rig! Who's in? Rig! <laughs> there was no reply, but a shadow moved swiftly across the shiny kitchen lino. And then he writes... <laughs> Cheers, cunts. You Freddy Krueger'd me. Best wishes, <laughs> Chris Stockhill. He Fair says, enough. quite near Thirst. Well, if you're quite near Thirst, oh. you better fucking turn up to the Thirst shows then because they've only upgraded the venue because we're so massive. Yeah, I don't know what upgraded means. I don't know if we get paid more, but I hope so. I don't even know we're being Questions fucking be paid asked. for that one. We're not getting paid much. It's not a massive venue either, but, you know, come along. It'll be good. What are we fucking going for? I've got a, the train fare alone's about fucking 70 quid. Jesus Christ. Because I kind of I grew up in Thirst because a kid spent me summers and there. And that's so, why we're know, going. That's why you're going, yeah. Mate, if it's I pulled a stunt like that on you, you'd be fucking livid. Right, we're going to the Isle of Wight, Andy. Are we going yeah. to the Isle of Wight? Honestly, it's a massive festival. It's going to be great. Get to the Isle of Wight. We're in a fucking Shanklin hotel, right, in a little side room. There's 12 people, none of whom have ever listened to the podcast before. Could happen. Yeah, yeah. it's not like you're getting me all the way down to Brighton to fucking piss about in front of a room of 30 people. Fucking sell-out show, mate. They should upgrade us as well. Sell-out show, tiny venue. Yeah, well, they should have given us a bigger venue. Um, This is from Matt, who is a hammer and is IFS. Uh, and it's about reasons why football is a child's game. Uh, he says, he's got three stories. We'll decide if they're good or not. Story one, uh, he is the manager of a kids under 12s. Uh, it's a nine-a-side match a couple of seasons ago. He says, the opposing team's manager cunt, says there's a lot of them in kids football, was having a go at yeah, the ref throughout the whole game. The ref was doing a great job, especially as he was only 15. 
Uh, ref with play on for a foul on the opposing team in their half. Manager couldn't get into an argument with our left winger who's 12 years of age. 12 year old left winger's response is, How old are you two? Why don't you grow up? Which is good. Yeah. Yeah. Put them in their place. Uh, second one, uh, managers, kids, football teams under nines. Ball was going out for a goal kick to the same left winger from above who shouted, Let it go to a kid who was a lovely lad but could have been Roy Race's son, if you know what I mean. Uh, he's more interested generally in worms than the ball. <laughs> anyway, Worm Boy does let the ball go, but also starts singing full volume the theme from Frozen. <laughs> I like this kid. He sounds great. You know, he's a, dr- he's a dreamer. It's sort of thing Eric Cantona would have done. Exactly. Uh, the final one, uh, Callum, not his real name, also known as Worm Boy, uh, same one, in a practice match, had moments of brilliance, not often, but did have them, ran from the halfway line through half a team with the ball seemingly glued to his feet and let loose a bullet shot from 15 to 20 yards only for the keeper to just tip it around the post. Sadly, it was his own keeper. <laughs> He'd gone the wrong direction. Oh, no. And he became known as Other Way Callum. Yeah, that's that's a bit of an Ian Dowie situation. That's like when you have a maverick player who occasionally comes up with a... It sounds a lot like Pancho from the Flats used to join us for Monday Night Five Aside <laughs> right. sometimes. And yeah. he used to do a lot of just wandering about, dreaming, talking to himself, muttering, yeah. and not really engaging in the game. But then once in a while, he would suddenly spark into life <laughs> and reveal himself to be Maradona-esque on the ball. <laughs> but this would only happen once every few weeks. There was one, one game where he, he got the ball deep in his own half went round a few players and then from like like a long way out, as long out as you can be on a five-a-side pitch, fucking like let unleashed a rocket that just like buried in the top one. But then everyone went mad. Like you don't usually celebrate that much in five-a-side, but everyone was applauding him going, Pancho, that's incredible. But then Pancho set off on a um, goal celebration, which saw him <laughs> run towards one corner and then start to run the full parameter of the pitch, right? <laughs> Whilst waggling his finger and laughing hysterically, right? <laughs> and he went right round the pitch. And we thought, well, that's that. That was quite elaborate. And then he went round again. And then we just had to start playing while he continued the celebration. <laughs> just when we couldn't love Pancho from the flats enough. Yeah. Pancho from the flats, are. by the way, is... A couple of things about Pancho from the flats. One is he is... He... he my mum was in the Isle of Wight last week with me and he, you know, this 50 quid outstanding debt. Yeah. He rang my mum's house at, I think, 3am in the morning mm-hmm. and my mum's husband, Rob McDonald, the osteopath, was there <laughs> and he had to wake up and answer the phone. And <laughs> and I can't tell you what a fucking hilarious meetings of minds that is anyway, right? You, right, and he's gone... <laughs> Oh, thinking, oh no, it must be an emergency. And it was Pancho from the Flats asking for someone <laughs> called Freddy, right? <laughs> and he was going, Rod, is Pancho, is Freddy there? And he went, what, Pancho? No, Freddy, what do you mean, Freddy? And he went, Freddy, is she there, is she there? And then after ages, he went, oh, sorry, I mean Brenda. I mean, he's known my mum, whose name is Brenda, his <laughs> entire life, but... Anyway, he went, I'm just calling to say I just posted that money through the door. Can you check it's there? So Rod had, to go, the morning. Rod had to go and check. And sure enough, there was two £20 notes loose 
lying on yeah. the doormat, right, amongst the mail. Not 50, 40. And he'd gone around <laughs> and posted it at three in the morning and then gone home and called up to check that they'd seen it come through the other side of the door. So that was something. And then he called me at eight o'clock the next morning in the Isle of Wight to tell me that I, I needn't worry about that final tenor because he has discovered in the street a device capable of identifying winning lottery scratch cards. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Should should we share this? <laughs> well, I asked him to describe the device, and I've got to tell you, Andy, I haven't seen it myself, but I've got to tell you, it sound, he, he found it lying in a curb next to the wheel of a Porsche. Right. And I don't know whether... He, anyway, he, so he thinks a rich person dropped it as they were getting out of his car. Oh, Porsche, I've got to yeah. tell you, from Pancho's description, it sounds exactly like a vape. But he was at pains to tell me that it definitely wasn't a vape. So we shall see. But he says it could make him a multimillionaire. And I said, well, if it does, can you lend me some money? And he paused for a long time and said, deadly serious. We'll have to see about that, Sam. Oh, man. Which I thought was really cunty, actually. Oh, that's good. (laughs) So pleasing. (laughs) I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, Luke Nichols has got an email. All right, guys, my dad was so keen to show me the Star Wars films after I was born that I'm pretty sure he did it a few years too early. Well, we've all done that, mm. mate. I had, I mean, it's not as bad as me with the with Johnny 4, but still. I had absolutely no idea what was going on, but I do remember constantly pissing him off by singing these lyrics to the Imperial March song. Here comes the man in the mask with the voice. Here comes the man in the mask with the voice. Here he comes, the man in the mask, the man in the mask with the voice, with the voice. I still do it every time we watch any of the films together. TTFN, long-time cunter and IFS member. Extremely good. Alternative song lyrics are a topic we are interested in. Yeah, excellent. Here's a, a this and that. From Alistair. Uh, at university, we lived next door to drug dealers who we never really saw. One day, I came out and saw someone with bags and said something dull like, Oh, are you moving out? Yeah, he replied. <laughs> Took a huge drag of his cigarette and what was nearly all one motion finished with, Fuck this place. <laughs> Flicked the fag away, dived into a car that had just screeched to a halt and then sped off. We never saw him again. <laughs> Amazing. So he'd had, he'd had no dealings with this neighbour all this time. And then yeah. he, is that the only thing he says is, fuck this place. Fucking hell, that's charming. Alistair adds he was French, which I'm not sure what qualifies as this and that. Oh, I think it does. It does, but yeah. definitely, definitely a stylish TTFN dickhead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Fuck this place. <laughs> and that's the end Sam that's all we've got time for we have to say fuck this podcast fuck it okay fair um, enough I feel it's been decent enough I'll let you do the, the sign off that we're going to do from now on see hang if it on a minute on. hang on a minute I need you to go back through my do my whatsapp messages <laughs> right wait <sighs> oh, just, God. Just... we talk a lot on whatsapp don't we yeah. There was so much logistics chat yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I say it? Go for it. Until next time, TTFM and hey, just rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.